Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to uh, this exciting episode of the Business Builder series. We are absolutely just smashing through these episodes. I can't believe we literally are at the end of the month. You know, like after this episode today, we will only have two more episodes to go within this Business Builder series, which is just absolutely insane. So I hope you guys are loving them so far. I know I am loving meeting and talking to all of the business strategists that I've had come on so far. And I know that you're especially going to love today's guest as well. So today's guest on um, our Business Builder episode, is a certified health and life coach and she is an expert wellness writer and also a cookbook author which is pretty damn cool and what she does is she actually specializes in stress work so she helps overwhelmed women and business owners all over the world to de-stress she helps them switch off without feeling guilt and also build even bigger business wins in the process of doing so. So her mission is essentially to empower women to put themselves first, ask for what they truly need and go for it unapologetically. Now I know you guys are going to love this one because much like myself, we can all allow our stress to consume us sometimes and really get in the way of our productivity. So today's special guest is going to be talking all about how to manage stress and how to prevent the stresses that you experience from interfering with your productivity and overall, you know, process within the business and you know, just the entrepreneurial world in general. So I'm not going to keep this intro dragging out any longer because I really want to dive into this episode. I know so many of you are going to benefit from it. And there are a few questions towards the end of today's episode that were actually sent in by our podcast listeners. So don't forget, guys, if you want to have your say and you want to share your questions, make sure you're a part of our Facebook community page where all of that exciting stuff goes down. So the link is in the show notes of this episode or you can find it in the link tree of my bio. But it's called the Real Time Podcast Community and it's a private Facebook group. So don't forget to jump into it so you can have some say and some input in future episodes to come. So now we're going to get down to it. We're going to dive straight into this episode and learn all about how we can start managing stress within our businesses and ourselves a lot better. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Real Time Podcast. This podcast is for those who are looking to become inspired and level up in all aspects of life. The Real Time Podcast brings you content of real value through being open, honest, and upfront about how things are to provide real and constructive advice on how to start stepping up and becoming your highest self. Well, then, what are you waiting for? It's time to get real. excited about today's episode and the special guests that we have coming on. So I'm going to dive straight into it and welcome Emma Lunsford to the podcast. Hey, Emma, how are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm good. How are you? 
I am wonderful and I'm so excited about this episode. Like just chatting to you before we jumped on, I can already tell that we've got such a similar energy and it's just going to be such an exciting conversation. Um, But let's start off by just, if you want to give an introduction to yourself, tell us a bit about who you are, what it is you do, like let our listeners know. Okay. Should I give you the long version or the short version? You give me whichever you prefer. (laughs) Okay. So a little bit of background first. So uh, let's see, a couple years ago, I was working for a little local donut shop company. And one day the owner walked in and was like, I'm shutting it down. So I was like, oh crap, (laughs) I don't have a job. So I had kind of dabbled in freelance writing. So I decided, why don't I pick that up? I eventually, that took off, the business went well, but during it, I completely lost every sense of my health. I was so burnt out. I was so dead. I was exhausted. Um, And, you know, freelance writing, it was great, but I knew it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I eventually found health coaching. I went to health and life coaching school, got my certification. Once I kind of healed myself, I realized, okay, I bet you every other women business owner on the planet has dealt with burnout. So why not? I just make it about stress and burnout and help other women deal with their health issues, not necessarily issues, but health awareness, I'll say, while they're running their business because that's a huge problem. So fast forward to now, I am a certified health and life coach. I still freelance wellness write. I'm a cookbook author, and um, but my main job is running a stress coaching business where I help overwhelmed women business owners de-stress and switch off without guilt so A, you can succeed and B, actually enjoy your success. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's why I was so excited to have you come on the show because I feel like stress is something that literally everybody deals with, particularly when you are in like the entrepreneurial scene and there's just constantly things that are causing you stress, including that guilt that we put on ourselves about needing to rest when we are burning out. So I'm so excited to be able to like just dive into um, the discussion around like what stress coaching is and all of that. But first of all, can you kind of like shed some insight into like what sort of impacts does our physical health have on our mental health and our stress because I think that like boosting our energy is obviously something that's going to be very important and very beneficial when it comes to managing our stress so why don't we just chat a bit about why we need to boost our energy and how it's going to benefit like our physical and mental health. Sure. So I'll give you a little mini science lesson here. Nothing too crazy, I promise. But basically, you have your parasympathetic nervous system and your sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic is like your stress response. It's like that fight, fright, or fight, fright, <laughs> fight, flight, or freeze mode. And then the parasympathetic is like the feel and heal response, they call it. It's your healing mode where you're relaxed, you're present, you're, you're cool, you're, you're zen. So the problem is, is we are most of the time in that sympathetic mode 24-7, even if it's at like a chronic low level. And what happens is when you are in that stress response, that sympathetic is activated, uh, your body, it goes into complete, I would say panic, but into survival mode. So the classic example of this is like if a lion's chasing you, your body is not worried about the tuna sandwich digesting it in your stomach. It's worried about, you know, bringing blood flow to your brain and your arms and your legs and your heart and your organs to make sure that everything, you know, you can, you can escape basically, not your organs, your limbs, <laughs> everything can escape. Um, so your body has that same reaction when you are stressed. So your body on a physiological level 
does not differentiate between a line chasing you and your coworker yelling at you, your boss yelling at you, you stress out about a deadline. Like they're the exact same response. So you can imagine just that example of a line chasing you, it just puts into perspective how taxing stress can be on your body because you know, we've all had that moment where we went through a really stressful situation and afterwards we were completely exhausted. Like stress is exhausting. It is not, it's just, it's so hard on your body. So that's why it's important to talk about energy when you're mentioning stress because they're very interconnected um, because stress is one of the largest energy suckers, I would say, uh, I mean, you could possibly face because of all of the consequences it has. I don't know if that, if that helps or not. Yeah, that completely helps. And um, I love that sort of comparison that you gave us with those examples. And it, it's it's so true when you do think about it. Like I never really put into thought the whole idea that like the stress that you get from, you know, see, reacting to seeing a lion being exactly the same as, you know, if you're getting in trouble at work. And um, that just goes to show just how much impact stress actually does have on us and our reactions and all of that. So obviously mindset does have a lot to do with how we're going to manage our stress as well. Like I think that if you've got a good mindset, you're probably going to manage it a bit better than someone who um, doesn't have much strength in the, in the sense of mindset. So I want to dive into the topic of, I guess, mindset blocks then, you know, like what are they and how can they impact us in business, in productivity and all of that? So the number one cause of emotional stress is your beliefs. So I love that we're talking about mindset now because beliefs play a massive role in how you handle stress and your ability to actually relax. So one of the biggest problems I see with business owners in rest is it's like they feel guilty or ashamed when they rest because it doesn't feel productive. And there goes down to a belief there. It, they have some sort of underlying belief where either they don't deserve to relax, otherwise like they're failing. If they relax, their business is going to suddenly like fall apart and everything's going to die. Like the world's going to blow up if they relax. It's just, that's kind of what we tend to go to. So mindset blocks, the main one I mentioned just now was they feel like just rest is not productive. They feel like um, it's just, it's going to harm them more than it's going to help them. And that's where someone like me would come in and kind of coach you around, okay, rest is productive. <laughs> and how can we kind of navigate this belief where you feel like you don't deserve it in the first place? Because when you're a business owner, there's a lot of the hustle culture, it really promotes work, 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 work. And if you're not working, you're failing. And it just places a lot of strain on us. And it kind of, you know, exacerbates that belief where we feel like we're failing all of the time. Or we're not good enough or nothing's right. Yeah. And I actually completely relate to that as well, because um, I know myself and a lot of our listeners really do struggle with creating that sort of positive relationship or positive belief surrounding it being okay to rest. And um, I think for me personally, I am one of those people that falls into the trap of, um, I don't, you know, I can't rest because that I'm going to fall behind or um, do you just feel this heaviness, like this sort of anxiety or guilt surrounding it? And I think um, this goes beyond just business for me. This is sometimes uh, an issue with like working out and all of that as well. Like you feel this guilt for not showing up for yourself for a day. So I guess like, you know, for those people who do struggle to allow themselves to rest, how can we learn to start switching off more and how can we really relieve those feelings of anxiety that come when we're trying to give ourselves that permission to rest? So the first thing that popped into my head with that question is really work on your self-awareness. 
because the more self-aware you are, the better you'll be at navigating when to rest, when to work. So a good example of this is, let's say, you know, you've been working out seven days a week for the past month, and it finally kind of catches up to you, because that's a lot of working out. And you sit down on the couch, you're like, hmm, I'm really tired, but I wouldn't be showing up if I didn't, if I didn't work out today. Like, what do I do? That's where you kind of evaluate, okay, if I rest right now, all my hard work is not going to go down the drain. That's for sure, right? Like, I have this habit. I'm great at it. I know what I'm doing. My progress is not going to be ruined. Second of all, how am I really feeling? Am I up to it? And if I did work, like, would it even be worth it? Like, would it be my best effort putting forward? Because when you're tired, your work is crappy because you're tired and you're not in the right head space and things are falling apart and you get overwhelmed super, super easily into do's and everything's kind of piled up in your head. But when you're energized and you're refreshed and I have to mention too that the more you rest, the better you're able to see the positive effects. It's just a matter of getting to that point where you feel like you can and then it just kind of snowballs into, oh my gosh, I feel so much better type of thing. Yeah. And when you say about like, um, when we're tired, our work is generally a lot crappier than it is when we're fully energized. Like this is so true. And I find that when we are in that lower energy state as well, it, the, the simple tasks we need to do simply end up taking so much longer than they should. And then again, start draining even more energy. So I think that is really important to be able to acknowledge, like, hang on, are you actually in a state where you could efficiently get this work done or would it be a more better use of your time if you just took a moment to rest and then did that task the next day or in a couple of hours when your energy is a lot higher and you're going to get it done a lot quicker. So I think that was a really great point that you did highlight there and you spoke about like self-awareness. So I'm someone who is constantly trying to become more self-aware but I know that there's a lot of people who maybe a very new to the whole self-awareness sort of topic. So like if someone needs to become more self-aware to kind of understand, okay, what are my limits? When should I be resting? And all of this, how would you suggest they start to work on building this sort of like connection with themselves and this self-awareness with themselves? Yeah. So I find when you're really, this goes back to stress too, when you're very stressed, you kind of go through your days in like a haze. It's almost like, it's almost like you're high. Like you're just walking around. You're not really, you're just kind of there, just going through the the motions of life really. And like to be self-aware, you just have to check in with yourself. You have to, okay, maybe not hour by hour, but in the morning, do some journaling. Be like, hmm, how am I feeling? But like, not like, you know, what am I thinking? But how am I feeling? Like, am I tired? Am I energized? Am I sad? Am I kind of depressed? Am I kind of out of it? Like being really descriptive and learning how to communicate like, like from your mind to like your like paper, I guess is the best way to do it. Really writing it down and really like communicating because the better you can communicate with yourself, the better you can like get help with that. So yeah, the first thing would be just to check in with yourself getting into the habit of maybe checking in in the morning, checking in before you go to bed. And then throughout the day, you know, when you're about to sit down to eat lunch, be like, hmm, okay, how am I feeling right now? Like, am I hungry? Am I tired? Just getting into the habit of asking yourself, how am I doing today? Like, how am I doing? 
Yes. And I love the whole suggestion around journaling. I'm someone who absolutely loves journaling. Like I, I have my morning journaling ritual, but then I also have so many different prompts that I like to use to kind of, um, for the, yeah, exactly. Self-awareness for self-awareness. And, um, I think that it's, I think it's so important that, you know, you do just have that discussion with yourself. And like you said, that communication with what's going on in your mind, like, even if it's a matter of like, you know, you, you've just come home from your nine to five job and you're feeling really tired and you're like, oh my God, I've got to do this for my business. And I also have to go to gym and this and that and this and that, and that's causing you stress. Well then why don't you open up a book and start writing out your feelings and then start breaking them down, asking yourself some questions and in saying that, do you have any like absolute go-to journal prompts that you find are really helpful for this whole like self-reflection journaling process? Go to prompts. Um, it's funny. I'm really, I'm really basic. Like I'm not fancy with journaling at all. I will just sit down like, how am I feeling? And then I write down how I'm feeling. But I do have a tip around like being um, easier on yourself because especially if you're a business owner or like more, I'm not, not business owner, but like a high achieving person, people tend to think through their feelings instead of feeling through their feelings. So an example of a dialogue I'm having is like, why do I feel like this? So that's a that's a sign that maybe you're you're like kind of trying to analyze your feelings instead of trying to actually like feel. I know I keep saying feel them, but I mean it like feel them. So this causes a lot of um, anxiety with yourself because you're you're kind of like bashing yourself. Like why do I feel like this? I don't understand. Instead of having some self compassion, you're being like, okay, first of all, this is okay. I'm allowed to feel however I feel right permission to just be you, whatever that means in that moment. Um, so I really stress this with my clients too. When, when you're applying, when you're thinking about anything, when it comes to yourself, adding a sense of curiosity without judgment, because when you start to judge yourselves, that's when, that's when you spiral, man. That's when you're like, Oh my gosh, everything's going wrong. I feel horrible. But if you can just sit down and ask yourself in a positive way, cause there's no judgment and curiosity. You're just being curious. Like, Hmm. Hmm. Isn't it? interesting that I feel like this. I wonder where this could be coming from kind of thing. Yes. I love that. That's such an interesting perspective to put on it. The whole feel through your feelings rather than think through your feelings. And I know that I try to think through them a lot of the time because I'm like, well, and, and even like with people around me, like if there are people I know that are going through things, I try to think, I'm like, hmm, so what's the actual cause of this? Let's like break this down. Let's analyze it. And sometimes you really just have to like detach from that and be like, no, you've got to really feel and sit in this and understand, okay, like this is how I'm feeling. So then why am I feeling this way? And then work through it that way, you know, rather than thinking about it like a, like a report you're trying to completely overanalyze. <laughs> so I did want to ask. We tend to go backwards. We tend to yeah. go backwards. We do it backwards and we think about it at first when we should be feeling about it and then thinking about it. Yeah. Like it's, it, they're called feelings, not thinking. So we've got to sit <laughs> in them. We've got to really, and I think that's a whole big part of the whole self-awareness and being connected with yourself is um, being able to listen to what you are feeling and then respond from that. So I did want to ask you as well, because you're the stress guru and, uh, you know, we all need to know ways how we can really start managing our stress better. Um, so what are your top tips for anyone who is struggling with stress a lot, whether it be business, whether it be just in life, whether it be in relationships or work, like wherever it may be, what are your top tips for them to really start eliminating stress? And um, I guess, 
de-stressing tactics they can start to apply to themselves? So the first thing I feel like people need to understand is you can't go from stressed to relax uh, in 0.5 seconds. I mean, you can, but like people tend to like, they'll work really, really hard and they'll sit down and try to like relax. And it's like, they haven't really done anything in between the two and they get frustrated at themselves. So you need to be able to to de-stress first so that you can relax. There's kind of like a, a system there. So like, when you have stress, it's literally just negative energy that's trapped in your body somewhere. So you need to be able to get that energy out somehow. So some good de-stressing tactics, it really depends on the person, but let's say, for example, you're really type A, you might want to do a de-stressor that has some, some sort of like associated achievement with it. So like for me, it's like cleaning. I love organizing. I love cleaning. I feel so good afterwards. It releases all that energy. Um, exercise is a great one. Um, playing an instrument, doing a hobby that you love, that you know you're good at. So there's no judgment there again. So yeah, that first tip would definitely be realizing you have to de-stress so you can relax. You can't go from stress to just like watching Netflix and then like, why am I so freaking out right now? There's a process. Secondly, it's really important to again, people have this weird association that like if they do a face mask, like that's like, they'll be de-stressed, but that's not how that works. Like you have to do self-care that's personalized, that works for you. Just because Debbie over there did a face mask doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Like you're very, you're all very different. So finding activities that actually help you and that you feel good afterwards. Don't just do things to just do them. Don't just check off a list, so to speak. Mm, I love that. And I love how you say, um, de-stress so you can relax. And I think what's like something that's really interesting that I've gained from this discussion is the idea that stress is just a form of energy within us. And it's simply a matter of getting that energy out of your body. So then you can then move on and be more productive. And um, yeah, so shifting the energy out of our bodies is so, so important. And I think for me personally, I always notice that whenever I'm stressed and then I go to the gym after my workout, I just feel incredible. And so putting that now in like, in alignment with everything you've said, I'm like, you know what, this is, this is exactly how simple it is. It's moving that negative energy out of our body and replacing it with positive energy. And, um, you also touched on the whole, see, I love the topic of self care. And I love that you touched on this because I am such a big advocate that we need to take self care to another level other than just, you know, face masks. Like you mentioned, I think people forget that self care is so much deeper than that. And it requires so much more time and care like literal care in order to actually achieve that so yeah if like you know face masks work for one person not necessarily going to work for you You might have to dive a bit deeper you might have to do something physical or you might have to journal or spend time with yourself and you know detach from everything around you for a little bit but whatever it may be just know that self-care is going to be different for everyone and um you don't need to feel like you know it has to be something as surface level as a face mask or pampering and all of that So I absolutely love everything you've shared with us so far. Um, I do have a couple of questions that I needed to ask you that our listeners did send in. So I mentioned this to you before we popped on the call. It was um, a great little opportunity I gave to our Facebook community. And um, there was a few questions that were sent in. So I'll share them with you now. So there are a lot of ambitious listeners on this podcast who are constantly chasing big goals and they sometimes have big goals that can really become overwhelming or stressful, especially when they have so much they want to accomplish within such a short amount of time. So 
what sort of advice would you give to help them work through this problem? Be realistic and account for your energy. A lot of times I'll talk to my clients and they'll list out like 50 things they want to do in six months. And okay, I'm like, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Can you do this and still be happy when you're done? Because isn't that really what matters? You, you want to feel like you succeeded and that you're, you're energized and you're like thriving off it. Not that it beat you down. So be super realistic with what you think you can do and know that like everyone's going at their own pace. Like there's no time frame. The one who's putting the time frame on it is you. So make sure you're being realistic. Again, I said that so many times now, but be realistic. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Um, you got to repeat things multiple times before it sinks in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So yeah, be realistic. And um, again, when you're planning, make sure you're accounting for energy. And what I mean by that is like, if you know you have a stressful thing happening, let's say at like, it's okay. So two weeks from now, you know, we have like a stressful thing happening. Well, it's like your public speaking, something you're really nervous about, you know, it's going to be draining your energy. Be careful with how much you plan around that time. I mean, you're being intentional with, okay, around that time, I'm going to do extra self-care. I'm not going to add extra things that'll make me more drained, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that completely makes sense. And then similarly to that question, someone else asked, like, this is um, a struggle that they've been having when it comes to getting stuff done. So um, they've got so many tasks that they need to get done in the day. They've written it all out. They can see what they need to do. And then they become overwhelmed by that and they become literally dysfunctional they're like nope I just I, I I feel stressed I can't do this I can't do any of them like what's your advice to anyone going through that sort of like process yeah so it's funny how that happens cause of procrastination is overwhelm so if you're overloading your to-do list you're setting yourself up for failure because you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to procrastinate so my top tip for that is to only focus on three things and when i say this people are like oh my god only three things i have so many things to do it's like okay what are the most important things of your day just three things focus on those three things first and by the time you finish those you'll probably be like halfway through the day and then you go to all the other stuff that's like on your list of like uh-huh i could do those it wouldn't be like a big deal if i did kind of thing um so yeah focusing on three our brains love three i don't know what it is about three i need to learn the science behind it but our brains love the number three so stick with three top three things i think that that's um really great advice as well and like you know if you choose your top three priorities and then even if you after that then go on to your three lower priorities like at least you know that if you get those top three three things done like you can be satisfied with what you've done in that day and you can remove that like stress and that that feeling of I haven't accomplished anything because you have you've done your three main goals and then there was one final question that was sent through and this was how do we maintain a work-life balance when the boundary is blurred for so many businesses especially in today's mandatory work from home climate so people, mixed opinions on this one, but me personally, I don't agree with work-life balance. Because have you ever had the perfect balance in your life? I guarantee it's a no. It's just an un, it's like a, un, it's unrealistic, man. It's unrealistic <laughs> to think you can achieve the perfect balance of work and personal life. So what I go by is work-life boundaries. I know you mentioned boundaries and what you talked about, but this way you're focusing on priorities more because some seasons of your life, you're going to need to work hard. You're going to need to push through. You're going to need to work on your business. Some seasons you need to focus more on yourself. So being 
aware of those two, like where you are, like what season you're in and um, just being really gentle with yourself when you are in the busy work season and really laying some really strict boundaries and not cross it. If you can't stick with a boundary with yourself, you can't stick it with anybody else. So make sure you're being really consistent with yourself. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I completely agree. Like balance is such a myth. Um, we're never going to be fully balanced with all the things that we're doing. Like there's always going to be things that require more of our attention, more of our energy and all of that. And this is going to change all the time. So yeah, I'm a big like advocate for setting boundaries. Um, because I think that's the best and closest thing we will ever get to creating that balance across everything in our lives. So um, thank you so much for answering those questions. I know our listeners are going to absolutely love hearing those responses. So before we do wrap up this podcast though, there's one final question I do ask all of my guests. So given this is the real time podcast, what is one final piece of real advice you would love to leave our listeners with today? Um, hmm. I would say be gentle, be gentle with yourself. Uh, we need our bodies were made to rest they weren't made to run ourselves into the ground <laughs> they we need rest for a reason we're not robots so just be gentle uh rack up that self-awareness know when you need to stop and stop that'd be my piece of advice I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think this has been such an insightful episode today. I've loved this conversation. I know that I've benefited so much from it. Like I'm a stress head and that's because I'm just constantly going at a million miles an hour and stopping work stresses me out. But now I know that it's so important to really give yourself permission to rest. So thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the podcast. I've absolutely loved talking to you today and I'm looking forward to hearing more from you in the future. Of course. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into my real time podcast. I have had so much fun making this and I hope this has been able to help you in some way. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to share it with someone who may be in need of hearing it. My goal with this channel is to bring you guys content of real value. So help me share this message and share this podcast by screenshotting it and tagging me on your stories. By doing so, you'll be doing your part in helping me build this platform and build a space where people can listen, can grow and can overcome whatever obstacles are getting in the way of their success. But that starts with you guys. Tag me at emilyjane.dm in your stories and hashtag realtime and I'll be sure to reshare you on my page. Thank you so much again, guys, for listening in today. Your support honestly means the world to me. So until next time, keep it real.